0: Hey mom friends, welcome to another episode of the Four Moms podcast where we talk about all things mommyhood, faith and business. I am your host Alice Nick and today we have the amazing Ashley Cash on here and she is giving us negotiating tips as well as interview tips. For our mommypreneurs, our mommy hustlers, and our corporate moms out there. Not only does she talk about how scheduling mommyhood has enhanced her hustle, but she also gives us great tips, like I said, about negotiating your salary um, and going on interviews, and how research is really your best um, putting your best foot out there to help you get that promotion that you want. I loved her quote today that she mentioned that done is better than perfect. I think that's something that all of us moms can take um, and implement into our lives. Today, I am also raising my milk glass to Marseille Martin. As y'all know, she released her movie middle as she was the youngest executive producer in Hollywood. And um, of course, she is an African-American girl out there doing her thing. So I'm excited to talk about her as well. But yes, stay tuned to our episode and um, be mindful that Miss Gemma wanted to put in her input as well. Uh, she has she definitely given in all her coups and ahs in the background as Ashley and I spoke. So um, yeah, just don't mind that. <laughs> just keep listening to the episode. But we are so excited to have Ashley on here. So let's take a listen. OK, you guys, so we are starting off by raising our milk glasses to the Marseille Martin, who now at just 14 years old is the youngest executive producer of her movie Little. And I listened to her episode on Ransom Randomness podcast, and she was saying that she wanted to go out for more roles after being um, Diane on Blackish for so long. And although that has kept her, you know, in her acting role for a while, she wanted to venture out into some different things You know, as side projects and whatnot. And at first, her first management team, because she said she fired them, (laughs) um, told her just like, hey, stay in this box and that's fine. And her and her parents said, no, like we want to do more. And I love that. And that's one reason why I always like to mention kid entrepreneurs, because kids are so fearless. And they have, you know, before they get grown up and into this world of, oh, we have to do X, Y and Z. Kids are just like, well, why not? And I love that, and I love that she said that. So yes, her movie Little is out right now, and it is a redemption of the movie Big, which Marseille says were her was her mom's favorite movie growing up. Um I absolutely just love that she just took this and turned it into something great. She started acting um at a young age, around five years old. She got the part as Diane, as we know and love her, on blackish, and she's just been doing great things ever since. Um, uh, on her Instagram page, she is always has a beat face. Okay, she stays slaying on these um red carpets at these events. Her dresses are always just beautiful, and of course, she keeps us laughing with her different videos that she has on there, um, reenacting and doing um just different skits and whatnot. So I absolutely love her. She is just a joy, and to be such a professional. Oh. And she also has her own production company, Genius Productions, um, which is genius. <laughs> she's gonna I know she's gonna do great things. I know she is just going to go be out there and be a legend that she always just talks and promotes about. But y'all go out and go see the movie. This is definitely a movie I think would be great for mom and daughters to go and see together, um, or even just you know, mom and kids to go see it together because We have to show that example that kids are capable of doing things as well. You don't have to wait to be an adult to set out and do your dreams. You can start it now. So yes, Marseille Martin is my, uh, who I'm raising my milk glass for today. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I definitely did, but I didn't know how to do it until I ran into a girl at a meet and greet and she told me about Anchor. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's free and it's ridiculously easy to use. And as a mom, we all know that things that are free are valuable. (laughs) And Anchor can now match you with other great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Yes. So that means you can start making money whenever you start recording your podcast. It's ridiculously easy. It's great. It's fun. It's easy to distribute. So if you want to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and other diverse podcasters here that already use Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You Guys, we have the wonderful Ashley Cat on here. Ashley Cash is a career coach specializing in interview and salary negotiation coaching. She teaches driven professional women how to nail interviews and negotiate the big bucks. Her experience hiring and managing teams with Coca-Cola, oh, sorry, within Coca-Cola whirlpool and now globe life has created a unique perspective on how to dominate from both sides of the table. Ashley has a huge heart for women and a divine purpose to help them navigate their careers get hired and get paid which is what we all want to do of course and of course she is a mom of a beautiful two-year-old little girl so we're super excited to have you on the podcast today Ashley.
1: I am thrilled to be here and to share with y'all so like the pleasure is all mine. Yay. <laughs> well,
0: I am super excited. So, let's go ahead and go to our first question. What did you want to be whenever you were younger?
1: <laughs> so, this is funny because it's not anything even close to what I'm doing right now. Right, shocker. Um oh. <laughs> <laughs> So there were there were, I had I can remember three very distinct um, career paths that were interesting to me as a kid. Um, the first one was I wanted to be a lawyer, um, which I'm, I'm not now.
0: Uh, The (laughs) second
1: is I wanted to be president and I I was so serious about it. I really did want to be president. Um, obviously I have no desire for, to do this now. (laughs) There's no politics (laughs) in my future. Um, and then the third thing that I can definitely remember, um, this was probably around middle school, um, after I had accepted, uh, Jesus Christ into my heart I wanted to be a missionary um Lord. so <laughs> yeah exactly so I think um, one thing I'll say about those three different career paths um is you know in, in the eyes of a child or the heart of a child even even middle school want to be a missionary it wasn't so much the career as what I thought those things represented which drew mm-hmm. me to those mm-hmm. and so even though I'm not a lawyer like advocating for people like as a child that's what I um understood a lawyer did even I didn't know the word advocate but like you know they spoke up for people yeah um and so though that was attractive to me and then you know the president to me was like oh that person's in charge um they tell people what to do <laughs> Okay, exactly exactly, they be the boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were the boss. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's that's me. That's what I need to be doing. Um and then even as a missionary, like, you know, having a heart for for the Lord and then um, you know, helping connect people, that was something that was important to me. So it's it's funny. It I laugh about the three different things I wanted to be, but when I actually kind of thought about why, they kind of make sense. But yeah. I'm not doing any of that.
0: <laughs> no, but you are kind of taking like pieces, like you were saying, pieces of each one and what you do, you are kind of combining those into your career path now. Yeah. You know, speaking up for people, um, being the boss. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're kind of just combining all of that now. So that's pretty cool. I like that. So what y'all may not know is that Ashley and I were in the same room a couple of years ago. We were connected by um, Bridget Reeves. She had an event called Girl Talk 2.0. And that was initially like my kind of first I guess you could say step is entrepreneurship, just being in this room with other women that wanted to start these careers in entrepreneurship or start their careers in entrepreneurship and just going to this event. Um, and at the time you were with Marty with mm-hmm. boss, now boss and media. Yes. Um, so obviously you have your own company. What exactly shifted you to create your own lane and, you know, leave that company and do your own thing.
1: Totally. Yeah. So, hey, Bridget. Hey, Marty. Right? Uh, hey, <laughs> <shout out. laughs> hey, girls. Hey. Um, so, yeah, I actually had my company um, before um, okay. uh, my partnership with Marty. And um, she and I started that brand and <laughs> everything was going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got pregnant.
0: And, I remember that.
1: Yeah. And yes. I, I actually might have been pregnant at that event or barely pregnant anyways. And yeah. Um, <laughs> It it really became a matter of okay, you know, you're wearing a lot of hats. You know, you're you're a full-time gotcha. wife, um, full-time mommy to be, um, working a full-time job. You know, you have a a company that you are uh, running, and then now a second a second company. And you know, truthfully, there were a lot of fears around. Okay, how am I going to balance this all? How am I going to manage this all? Yeah, um, I'm going to be a new mom can I really keep up with the social calendar and the demands of, you know, everything that I'm doing. And so it really ended up being just a conversation that I had to have with Marty, where we both kind of agreed that, you know, I needed to sort of double down on, you know, really focusing on motherhood and some of the other things I had going on um, so that she could really take the brand forward in the direction that she had all you know had always envisioned it being, and so it it was really, I was dreading having that conversation, but I think it really speaks to who she is, um, really who we both are, in that it was completely amicable. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was just like, hey, I get it, and you got to focus and do what's best for you and your family. Mm-hmm. And um, it was tough, but at the same time, it it definitely felt like the right thing, and. I'm, I'm grateful that I trusted my gut because um, I had a rough start in the motherhood. I, um, I left that brand like May, June of 17 mm-hmm. had my daughter in September. Um, and then like five days after I had her, I was hospital hospitalized with uh, postpartum preeclampsia. Oh wow. And yeah. And was in the hospital for about four days with that. And yeah, um, ended up having to see, um, a cardiologist for a couple months after I had her and really spiraled into like this really weird bout of like postpartum anxiety and, yeah. um, ended up in therapy and all kinds of stuff. So it was, yeah. it was a tough go after I had her and I was grateful that I didn't have, you know, like when you, when you run that your extra. own company, yeah, yeah. when you your own yeah. company, you know, I, could, I was like, all right, I'm, push- I'm pushing the brakes. I'm hitting pause on this until I get, find my mind um, that I had kind of lost. But, you know, when you're <laughs> in partnership with somebody, I think that can you can feel pressure to kind of keep going. But I didn't have that. And so I was grateful that, you know, even before all that happened, I trusted my gut um, to sort of focus on the things I felt like I needed to focus on.
0: Well, yeah. And I feel like just even within an answer, you said so much that can relate to other moms. You know, you already had enough on your plate and you didn't know how you were going to handle it. I I think a lot of times, actually this past weekend, we had our first event called the Mommy Release Party. And we were just kind of talking about, you know, just how overwhelmed being a mom can be because Mm -hmm. we do wear so many hats. We do have the professional, the wife, the mom and breaking down mom has so many times in itself <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you know and and so I, I like that you said that you saw that you were adding too much to your plate you said I have to take something off and that's super important so moms out there it's okay if you feel overwhelmed because and it's okay for you to say no
1: or you yes. to say that I need
0: to I need to eliminate this from my life for right now because like you said down the line it really benefited you because you had so many issues that came after having your daughter and you were able to focus on yourself and your, well, really just yourself, focus on yeah. yourself for you to get better, not everything else that you have on your plate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is a lesson I, I will always take with me, like, trust your own gut and your instincts and know, like, doesn't have to be a negative thing, right? Yeah. Like, you don't have to be worried about disappointing someone or, you know, oh, if I said no or or turned this down or don't do this. That that's a negative thing. It it can in fact be very powerful and very mm-hmm. empowering. And and I feel like I learned that lesson that like there's a lot of power in my no. Um, yes,
0: yes, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Okay. <clears throat>
1: so and I kind of want
0: to just dive into also because I've shared with the audience my battle with postpartum depression after having my second, and you you know mentioned after having your daughter and being back hospitalized and having to go to therapy. Can you touch on a little bit more of that experience with us?
1: Absolutely. I, um, you know, it's one of those things that I feel like I can be completely open and transparent about because I'm not ashamed of it. You know that it happened to me, it was completely outside of my control. Um, I was very grateful that I had, Um, I have a supportive husband who I can be open and honest with, Mm -hmm. and also um, a doctor who was really kind of insistent. You know, I don't know if she, you know, saw some signs or whatever, but she was very much, you know, checked on me and encouraged Mm -hmm. me to call often and come into the office as often as I needed. You know, she wasn't like, Oh, you know, wait till your six weeks appointment. She was very much like, if you need anything, call. If you need anything, come, because I was, um, I was afraid of what could happen because I was reading all this new information about like mortality rates among um, Black mm-hmm. women and Black yeah. women childbirth, and so I was already kind of spooked. And so after I had this postpartum, um, like a preeclampsia out of mm-hmm. nowhere I was like oh my gosh like am I about to be a statistic you know and I think yeah. that it really kind of freaked me out and so um I went back to my doctor a couple times and you know ex- shared with her some of the things I was experiencing like I was getting to be so anxious that I was afraid to be alone with my daughter
0: and mm. I was just
1: like this is not right like I'm I shouldn't look at her and feel fear you know I'm I'm yeah. now- afraid and so she recommended that we start with um a low dose of zoloft and again i'm not you know ashamed to to say that um mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we re- she recommended we start there and then also with um talk therapy just hey okay. you know you need to just get go and talk to someone um and they had she had some recommendations of um some therapists who specialize in postpartum disorders <laughs> and so that's exactly what i did i you know, I was honest. I talked about what I needed and mm-hmm. I went to see a therapist and I took my meds, um, for about, mm, maybe six months I'll say. Okay. Um, and then I got, you know, I got back to normal and I remember praying like, God, thank you for giving me motherhood back. Like, thank you for showing me like, this is what it feels like, um, to be a mom and to love being a mom. And I'm just, I learned a lot in that I learned a lot about myself but I think the biggest thing was is like just say what you need um don't be afraid of that and don't you don't have to wear a hat you know of stigma like yeah and yeah. I, I just kind of refused to do that because I was like I want to be healthy both mentally and physically for my daughter and whatever I have to do to do that like that's what I'm going to do
0: amen to that
1: yeah <laughs> <Right. laughs> <Yes, so real. laughs> okay.
0: So what drove you, um so now obviously going back into your your own company, your own brand. So sure. what drove you to teach women about how to negotiate salaries?
1: Girl I much time no, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just The short version of it is, um like you kind of read in my bio, um, I have spent my career, you know, in big companies. Um, mm-hmm. managing five, all that good stuff. Had a just amazing like rocket ship ride of a career. And one of the things that always kind of pricked at my heart was sometimes I would be in rooms. Of course, I'd be the only woman in the room, only yeah. person of color in the room. Yeah. And the way that decisions get made, the way people talk about, would talk about women or, like what somebody's salary offer should be or what their increase should be. I would be like, you got to be kidding me. You know, like, oh, wow. what? <laughs> like yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah. You know why this person is being offered this and a male counterpart or um, a male who just graduated college with less experience is being offered something different. And I had a problem mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, And so for me, I was like, The first thing was like, okay, well, you speak up. The second thing was like, well, if you are in a position to be able to, um, you know, offer someone a fair offer, do that. But then the third thing was like, you know what, let me expand my circle of influence. Let me me show and teach women, like, let me give you the game. Like, let me show you. And so that's exactly what I did. I was like, I'm just going to show you some practical things and empower you. Like, if you knew what to do or say. You could be bold in your ask and get it. And so that's exactly what I did.
0: Okay. Come on, game changer. Come on now. <laughs> I like that. And I like, us. I was, you know, I was being nosy on your Instagram. And I saw that you had made, um, in one of your highlights, you were saying that women, I think women of color make 60 cents to the dollar of, of the mm-hmm. white man, and, or of a white male counterpart. And then... Mm-hmm women across the board on average make 80 cents. Yeah. to the dollar?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Staggering, so. right? Exactly. Yeah. It it's makes crazy. Me mad. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. literally like I'm getting heated right now. Oh lord, hold on now. <laughs> no, not like you know, no, no. <laughs> I know. I know. No, but it, it frustrates me. Yeah. but I'm a big believer in like, you know, that's cool that you're frustrated, okay, but then what? Like put put exactly. some action behind that frustration and so the big thing that we can do for ourselves to close the wage gap and subsequently the wealth gap there you um, go. for us is not just ask, right? Like this it, is not a hashtag, like ask, 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 like, Oh, it's it's just a matter of us not asking, but it's really becoming, um, you know, educated on what we can do, how, how to navigate asking. And so that's, that's really important for me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So how do you have a voice in corporate that is male-dominated?
1: What you do is you get comfortable speaking up for yourself, right? Like, you have okay. to practice. And I think it's something that takes practice Um in the world. And so I, I get that some of us are in some, you know, tough, crazy situations. But you find even the smallest little things to say, you know, I'm going to raise my hand this. I have a different opinion. I'm going to say it. Um, And it's important because we have to think of, we bring to the table Mm -hmm. in our jobs, the talent, clean up the teams we manage and lead as valuable. And we have to say like me being here, me doing that, me contributing here means that I do have a voice and that I can't, I'm not going to give that away willingly. Um, And so we don't have to wait for permission or for someone to tell us we can speak or whatever. It's just a matter of you want to feel good about going to work and the contributions you make every day. So like you just being there, do the right to speak up and you just practice every single day speaking up for yourself. And if you can't do it for you, then do it for somebody else who's not speaking up. There
0: you go. Yeah. So initially or overall being consistent. Being consistent and always putting yourself out there, putting yourself out there, putting yourself out there.
1: Absolutely. And that can be, like, a small thing, right? Mm -hmm. It can be, it doesn't have, you don't have to necessarily feel like you got to go into work every day guns blazing. Or let's say that you've been in a while and you've not spoken up, right? And so you've Mm -hmm. now sort of developed this, like, I'll call it, like, reputation, if you will. Like, people feel like, oh, you know when she comes in she's chill she's not gonna say very much or yeah whatever yeah. and if you feel like wow i've been there a long time this is how people know me it's never too late to change that and you can do something small by by just setting a goal for yourself and saying you know what the next meeting that i go into i'm not just going to sit there and take notes i'm going to chime in and just give an opinion even if i okay. even if it's just me saying i agree right yeah. like yeah. just something that small or I'm going to ask a question in this meeting, or, you know, I'm going to echo another woman in the room. I'm going to echo her thoughts or ideas, like just practicing, um, literally raising your own voice. Um, And when you do that, you do create momentum to get bolder and bolder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you said, and that reminds me of, um, I heard, um, Bozma St. John. I'm assuming you know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> Badass Boz. Oh, I St. John. I love her. <laughs> um, I heard her say on a on an interview one time that she was that quiet person, and obviously, you know, she is. You know, she stands out in her um industry, and I heard her say kind of that and in the sense that same thing she's like, I just started saying hey I'm gonna say two things in this meeting I'm gonna yeah. say so many things in this meeting and if you see where she is now her just starting to speak up about about herself and her ideas got mm-hmm. her to the place that she is now
1: you know exactly so just
0: even making a small step of I'm gonna say you know two things in this meeting can propel you to a place of you know of success
1: it it just, you build momentum. You get yes. more and more courageous. And I think what it also does is it gives you social proof of like, wow, I said two things in this meeting and no one, you know, freaked out or yeah. no one, you know, batted an eye. Like, okay, wow. Like the world is still spinning on its axis. And I spoke up yeah. or, you know, I presented a different opinion and whoa, they liked it. That's the yeah. thing that actually you know, we ended up doing because I was in the room, you know, and you you start to then get emboldened and encouraged to keep going when you do that.
0: There you go. Exactly. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the key to creating your own lane?
1: You know, this is just me. I'm sure many different people would answer this question different ways. For me, creating my own lane has always, always, always been about being unapologetically, unafraid, authentically, who I am. Um, I am quirky and probably a little bit awkward, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, probably a little bit corny. You know, my friends would probably describe me that way. My husband, definitely. Um, But I've just never been afraid to be that. And I think when you do that, you're not seeking approval. You're not seeking you know, how many followers can I have? You're, yeah. you're, all you want to do is like, hey, I just want to be me. And the people that get that and identify with that, like, cool, we're going to rock together. And those that don't, you know, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Um, <laughs> and for me, <laughs> like, like, it's really no love lost. And for me, that has, um, that's always made the difference for me when I'm not being myself, either at work or in business, you know, those moments where you, you try to code switch or you're like, oh, I'm going to try it this way. Um, I just never get the results. I end up feeling resentful almost. And so for anybody out there that's corny, quirky, and a little bit awkward, just be you, girl. Now, you. right. There you go. Do you, boo-boo.
0: Yeah, do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are some negotiating tips that you can give us for our moms that are out there in the corporate world? Totally.
1: Um, so I think some of these tips work whether you're in corporate or entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, so the first one I'm a big fan is um, fan of is you have to be equipped with market value before okay. you start. So the more research, the better equipped and educated you are before you start negotiations, the better off you're going to be. Okay. So when I want to talk about market value. Um, if you're in corporate. What you can do is research on sites like Glassdoor. Um, Glassdoor is actually my favorite. Um, what is the industry average for your years of experience and skill set? Right. So, like, what does that position pay? Um, that's the, you know, what is the industry standard for that? And then Glassdoor will even give you, let you sometimes go a step further. You can even look at um, for a job title that you're seeking at a specific company. Okay. What does that job title pay? So that way you go into it already knowing, okay, well, this is what they pay. This is, you know, my number. Um, This is going to be a match or, oh, no, it's not. Maybe I shouldn't waste my time. So that's probably the biggest thing that you can do for yourself. Um, If you're an entrepreneur, having some competitive intel, what do other people in my space Mm -hmm. that offer like services charge Uh for this product or service is, again, going to be advantageous for you. Because what that does is it just tells you, okay, this is what the market will bear. This is what the market will pay for this. Mm-hmm. And if you are too high or too low, again, even with a salary, you can either make some adjustments or figure out a way to differentiate your product or service or your your career um, to sort of justify why I'm on the higher, you know, maybe I'm on the higher end of that. So that's step one, always, always, always know what market value is. Um, the second thing is sort of a three-part, but it is knowing your own number. And what okay. that means is, um, you know, you've done your market value. Mm-hmm. Now you need to know, okay, for me, what is the number that I'm going to be happy with? Right? Mm-hmm. I call that my delighted number. That's Ooh. the number where it's like, if they get this, mama, we made it. Like, oh yeah. I- <laughs> That's the number that, you know, it may it may be a little bit of a long shot, but um, you're going to go for it, right? It's not unreasonable, but um, you're going to go with it.
0: The mm-hmm. second
1: number might be like, okay, this is a number, like, I'm going to be happy with. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where people fall. So you kind of think of that as, like, your happy number, where it's like, well... I'm not, like, over the moon about it, but, like, this is consistent with what I feel like I should be making. Um, And then that third number is really, like, your deal breaker, right? That's the number where you're, like, if they go below this number, I cannot do this deal. I cannot Mm -hmm. accept this salary. Um, So that's kind of the second part of it is just knowing those numbers and practicing saying them out loud um, before you get to the negotiation table. So whether that's your rate or the cost of your product or service or your salary – like you don't get to the negotiation table and be like, so my number is blah blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a question mark on the end, like put some base in your voice. oh. Um so <laughs> saying it and knowing it um are probably my two just um top tips. And then my third to just round that thing this thing out is um I try to avoid starting a negotiation like right away. So meaning if I uh-huh. got a new salary offer. Um, and I'm guilty of this, rather than like so quickly being like, yes, yes, okay, I take it, I'll do it. Mm. Um, I typically will pause, thank the person for the offer, and then ask to see it in writing um, and let them know that I'm going to get back with you in the next 24 to 48 hours. And that just gives me some time to look it over, take some emotion out of it. You know, I'm so excited to be chosen for something that i've now negotiated against myself and so that just gives Mm, me an opportunity to like simmer down settle down um and then approach the negotiation from a much more level-headed place to again look at my numbers look at my market research and say like okay is this fair Mm -hmm. you know here's where i want to tweak the offer a little bit um so if you do those three things just to even get started you'll you'll be ahead of the game
0: i like that and i will definitely put these in the notes for our episode um, The link to Glassdoor and our delighted numbers, and well, not the link, but <laughs> just talking about all this because this, that was good. And I like what you said, um, not just knowing your numbers, but saying it out loud because whenever you don't know, whenever you haven't said it out loud, then whenever you do kind of say it, you're like, oh, that sounds interesting coming out of my mouth. Yes! But, <laughs> exactly. but once you keep saying it, you're like, yeah, this is my rate. Right, and,
1: and that's it. Yeah, exactly. no, like, you know, like. <laughs> That's it. This is my rate, period. And um, exactly, it it gives you a little. You you can put that base in your voice, and that way, when you are saying it to the other person, you're not stirring up doubt or question in their mind, right? Because if you say it like with a question mark on the end, you don't want them to be thinking like, "Oh, okay, I'm about, I'm going to try her." Like, let me see how yeah. low I can hear. Um, and so that's just kind of one of those. Um, I, I think negotiations are definitely a conversation, but I think. It's one of those easy kind of verbal and nonverbal cues that you you don't give up when you just say it with confidence.
0: I like that. Say it with confidence. <laughs> don't give yeah. up and say it with confidence. That is right. Yeah. Okay. So how has mommyhood strengthened you as an entrepreneur?
1: Girl. Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> Mommyhood has been a game changer for me because, and I think this is probably important to say, um, as I was pregnant and approaching motherhood, Mm -hmm. I was worried. I was like, whoa, am I going to have to give up, you know, this dream, this business um, to be a great mom? But honestly, the opposite has happened. Motherhood has enhanced my hustle because it requires me to be focused in a way that I've never had to be before because I don't have the luxury of being all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. I'm scheduled. I am very much in tune with what I want. I'm strategic um, because I have to, I'm tr- always trying to find, you know, balance in terms of, all right, I got to have so many, so much time for my daughter, for my husband. And so, yeah, mommyhood has enhanced the hustle. I am no longer like all over the place. I'm so focused Um, And so sure of like what I want and what I want it to look like and building a business that fits around my life, not the other way around, which is what I was doing before. I was really building my life around the business. And now it's not that way. So I'm able to do a lot more with a lot less. So if there's mommies out there listening or worried that you can't do both. You absolutely can. You just have to get laser focused.
0: Yeah. And I like that you said that having a schedule, because I know before, whenever I was, well, I came into entrepreneurship being a mom. Okay. And so it took me a while to kind of get the schedule and stuff down. But that is a huge part because even within mommyhood, you know, you have a routine. You wake up in the morning, you have like a certain schedule. You have a bedtime schedule, you know, whenever they come Mm -hmm. home from daycare or, you know, with whoever watches them and there's a certain schedule that y'all abide by so even within entrepreneurship having that schedule and putting yourself on a schedule is important because you can't take three hours to do emails nope (laughs) (laughs) just because you want to sit there and do emails it's like now you're gonna break it down to one hour and you have to break everything else down into you know time management and phases so i like that you said that having a schedule because Um, one, I don't I think that some moms sometimes we forget the schedule because Mm -hmm. we wanna be so much in the moment. But we also need the schedule to what is what I'm trying to say. We need
1: the schedule to help ourselves as well. One hundred percent. Like, let me tell you, when my (laughs) when it's getting close to nap time, Mm -hmm. I'm clock watching. I'm like, okay, all right, (laughs) I know I got a few things I need to get done or you know, and I I do try I know I just said I'm clock watching, but I I do try like when she's up and she wants my attention and she wants to play, I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, like, let me be present. Let me be silly and play. And then, all right, I know that you're going to take a two hour nap in about 30 minutes. And when that happens, like, let me be focused on that. You know, I'm not cleaning up toys. I'm not, you know, making snacks. I'm going to take those two hours and do what I need to do and Um, It definitely has made a difference for me because when I wasn't a mom, I was, you know, like you said, willy nilly Mm -hmm. on emails or like, oh, I got this new idea or like, oh, I'm going to stalk Instagram for three hours looking for hashtags like I don't do that anymore. I I do the things that make an impact first and then the things that don't, you know, I I get to them or or I don't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's real, too. And that's real too. Sometimes you don't get to the
0: stuff that you want to get to that day. And you're like, well, I guess it'll be on list for tomorrow. Right, exactly. (laughs) And we'll try it again. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. she is just so talkative to today she i know ooh, i look. love
1: it i love it i miss those
0: girl i'm, I'm kind of like oh i can't wait till you start walking lord have mercy no girl you, know, <laughs> you have a
1: two-year-old you know once they start they don't stop you know? i
0: do but still at least you can go with your brother <laughs> <laughs> well that's true that is true <laughs> so kind of like going into that we kind of we almost pretty much answered this question but how do you balance it all is balance the word or how do you manage it all
1: manage 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 yeah manage is probably the better word because balance no I I don't feel terribly balanced I I feel like um if I am you know zoned in in mommy mode yeah then I'm not in you know business mode or if I'm in business mode I guess you're kind of always in mommy mode right but yeah when I'm in business you know she's either napping or she's you know, at school, or with my mom, or, you know, distracted, or something like that, and Mm -hmm. she's sleeping, so then I'm kind of all in there, Um, so my life does sometimes feel kind of compartmentalized in that way, Um, but I think, really, it, like, you were, like, we were just saying, the schedule helps, um, being okay with, like, okay, there's deviations in the schedule, Um, the other, I think, two things that have really served me well, and I've learned this through motherhood is one, uh, delegating. Yeah. Um, so I have an assistant. You know, I'm not bougie like that, but I have an assistant because <laughs> there's, there's one of me and only so many hours in the day, but I yeah. do, um, that's an investment I make every month for my sanity and for my business. Mm-hmm. And so I delegate as much as I can to her and trust her to do it and, you know, give her grace if she makes a mistake or didn't quite, you know, get it right. But um, I do that. And I've gotten pretty good about asking for what I need, which okay, can be good. tough yeah. as mommies because we feel like we're super one woman, and we are. But um, when you don't say, you know, your husband or your spouse, or your partner, or your village, they don't know. And so if I need help or if I need a few hours to get something done or if I need a few hours to walk around Target, you know, I just try to make a point to speak up and say like this is what I'm needing right now. Can you please help me out? Mm-hmm. Um and then I trust when I delegate or when I ask for what I need and ask for help. I trust the people that I'm asking to get it done. And even if they don't get it done my way, like my husband definitely didn't put the laundry away correctly Ooh, this
0: weekend. My, my, but my. <laughs>
1: you know what? It was it was put away. So it was put, yes. Yeah. Um it'll I'll it'll I'll fix it next week. Like <laughs> I, <I'm> not even, <laughs> yeah. it's not even worth it for me to go back and fix it. I'm like Wow, there are shorts in my shirt drawer, but yes, um, the drawer is closed. So moving <laughs> right
0: along. <laughs> exactly, ain't, ain't nothing, It don't look tagging, Ain't nothing coming out. It don't look like it's overflowing. <laughs>
1: exactly. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Like, let me just say thank you and keep it moving.
0: Yes, and that's even like like picking your battles, kind of like within marriage, yes. kind of picking your battles with with your work and with even what you give your energy to exactly we can't sit here and just and just nip, 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 nip at every little no. thing cuz it's just going to wear I, us down <laughs> it
1: does at the end of the day it's like okay well now the shorts are in their right place but i'm frustrated you know me and him we didn't get into it about it or yeah. now he's feeling defeated because i asked him to do something but my either moving this stuff mean from Doing it the next time, and so mm-hmm. it is absolutely what, what and where de- deserves your energy. And a lot of it now is like, I just want it done. Like, yeah. I didn't have to do it. Okay, bet. <laughs> it's done. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. No, I I definitely get that. Yeah, because because you yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like do we need to go into this even more? It's like,
1: mm. no, I think we hit on it enough. But yeah, I just get it done. Just done. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. All day, every day. Uh,
0: I like that.
1: <laughs>
0: I Look, I'm writing that down. Done is better than perfect. I like that.
1: Girl, all day, every day. And that so, is yeah, I'm good. I'm a big believer in that. Motherhood taught me that.
0: Yes. That is a good thing. I like that. I like that a lot. So, going back into motherhood, how important is it to show your beautiful little daughter that she is capable of being her own boss?
1: Girl. Okay. So first of all, she, I think already feels like she's her own boss. She's come on she's now. She's two and she got independent down, but um, <laughs> seriously, it is honestly one of the things I take super seriously as a mother. Um, and the reason why that is, is because I want her even at an early age to, to know that um, there is nothing that she can't have, can't do, can't be. Um, I want her to see me dreaming big, failing big, you know, trying big. Um, I just want her to always grow up knowing that it's okay to be your own person and that you don't have to ask, you know, can I have this? It's like, I can go and do it. I can chase and pursue to my heart's content. Because um,
0: yeah.
1: I, I, that was a lesson that took me a while to learn. And when you don't know or realize that you have full autonomy over you know your talents and your time and your gifts and how you put those out there in the world you sometimes end up falling I'll use the word victim very loosely uh to mm-hmm. other people right other people mm-hmm. kind of ascribe for you what your, path, what your path can look like um and I just don't want I, I want her to not have to learn that lesson so it's super important to me and I said this but It's just equally important for her to see me, you know, doing my thing, um, trying and being successful, but equally important for her to see me try and fail Mm -hmm. because I don't want her to think that life is this, you know, just easy carpet, you know, magic carpet ride where it's all highs. Like, I want her to see, like, you can try, you can try really hard, you can do everything right and still get it wrong or still not be successful. Um, And that's okay to try again (laughs) and keep going. Um, so that's really important for me, for her to see that in me.
0: I like that. Yeah, I like I like what you said about that because, so like I said before, I came into entrepreneurship as a mom, <clears throat> pretty much. And so for me, with my first kid, I feel like um, he, God gave me my son so that I wouldn't give up being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And then he gave me my daughter so that I would focus on, I would, Finally, stopped being stubborn and (laughs) and realized that my target audience was moms. I love that. Yes, and so I um like what you were saying about just what you know her being already independent. I love that, but (laughs) not letting anybody hold you back, right? Because sometimes um I even just went live on Instagram before we had chit chatted, and I was saying how I was getting in my own head about some of the things that I wanted to do that I feel like God was telling me to do, but. Some people had said some stuff and it it got in my head and I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I should do it now. <laughs> right. And, and unfortunately, you know, that happens to a lot of us, not even just with in but in any parts of our lives. Guilty girl. Let me yeah. go ahead and
1: raise my hand. Yes. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and so even just teaching that lesson of, you know, you can't let people just get to you, you exactly. know, and, and, and putting, putting your best foot forward all the time is something that, and, and, that's, and honestly, I think I do think that's something that we have to teach our kids.
1: I think so. I really think so, because, you know, I think the way we grew up was very much like, you know, if an adult or an elder tells you to do something or whatever, mm-hmm. or somebody speaks something into your life, I mean, that's kind of what it was, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you probably all think of something that someone said to us or about us that, Um, manifested itself later into our lives as an adult good or bad yeah and um for me i i really want to try really hard to make sure that she knows like no the only narrative that matters is what you think about yourself and really Mm -hmm. what god thinks about you right like yeah who who does god say that you are who does your who is your creator called you to be like focus on those things not what anybody else even me your mom like who cares what I think? What do you think?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because sometimes even um, you know, sometimes we have to go against our parents. <laughs> not yeah. <trying> tell, <laughs> not against it. Whenever you grown, now whenever you're little. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, so, <Yes. laughs> but sometimes you have to be like, that's not what I want to do. That's not Absolutely. where my heart is. That's not, yeah. And sometimes just so you can fulfill your own passion, your own curiosity, your own um, purpose. Sometimes exactly. it's even standing up to the people that birthed you.
1: exactly like I feel like God created me to be her mom um, but he's her creator like only he knows what he created her for like what who he created her to be right he Mm -hmm. didn't give me that gift I'm I have her for a short period and I will lead and guide her the best way I know how but ultimately that's between him and her you know and so I just want to always try to remember that
0: exactly Exactly. I like that. Um, let me see. So, for some moms that are maybe heading back into the workforce, whether this after like maternity leave mm-hmm. or after being a staying at, stay at home mom, or maybe even interviewing for another position, mm-hmm. what are some interview tips that you can give us um, that you can give our audience?
1: Totally. So, um, I'll address sort of those kind of three different populations. So, if you are a mommy who has taken some time off, um let's say like an extended time off you mm-hmm. wanted to stay home and invest some time with your family good for you. Yes. Um I would say don't don't shy away from that or feel like wow that's not something you know I can talk about or whatever. Um mm-hmm. it's okay to go into an interview and kind of straight be straightforward and say yeah you know I, I took a year off or a gap year or whatever um to focus time and attention on my family. And now I'm ready to get back into the workforce. Like I Mm -hmm. recognize that I have talents that, you know, I want to share um, with an employer. And so I'm ready to do that. You know, just kind of addressing it kind of upfront and not feeling like that's a black cloud over you, um, I think can be very empowering. But then you kind of put it out there on the table and then that's done, right? It's not Mm -hmm. this thing you have to keep talking about until you put it out there, it's done. And then you talk about, okay, this is what I know. This is what I've done. Um, this is how my skills have stayed sharp while I was out mm-hmm. or or whatever. Um, and so I think that's that's really important not to feel it like going into it like, oh, I'm not as good as the other candidates or whatever. Yeah. Someone else has a leg over me, leg up on me because, you know, I've been out of the workforce or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, no mm-hmm. ma'am, not true.
0: <laughs> yes. And that <laughs> no. goes to what you were saying about the confidence, speaking yeah. it with confidence.
1: Absolutely. Um, so be confident in you know, your prior work experience, or even if there are some things that, you know, being at home has taught you that you feel like are transferable, um, you know, in the workplace, don't be afraid to, to bring those things up, right? I'm not saying go mm-hmm. into an interview and talk about your children the whole time, but if, you know, the time that you are off, you were coordinating, you know, coordinating projects or managing budgets or something like that, either on a volunteer basis or even for your home. If there were some skills that you honed during that time, talk about those proudly and confidently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think the other thing, though, too, whether you you are a new mommy um, going back to work or a working mom, is, and this is probably kind of I guess a the theme, is making sure you kind of take the time to inventory. What are my skills, right? What are the things that I do particularly well? Um, and what are some examples of when I put those skills into practice, talk, you know, think about what are some projects or special things that I've done? And then what are some results of those? If you just approach an interview like that, you're going to mm-hmm. be successful. So it's like inventorying skills, um, those skills sort of in motion. What do they look like in the workplace? Mm-hmm. And what are some results of those? You're going to be just fine.
0: I liked it. I like that you said that. <laughs> 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 I, I, I do. It's I easy. do. It's,
1: it sounds easy and simple, right?
0: Yeah, it, it does. You I was just about to gotta... say that. It sounds so simple. But yeah, I think a lot of times we can time. just get inside of our heads. Whenever yes. it comes to going to those interviews or doing um, those sort of things. So it, it does, it sounds easier than it said, but like you were saying with confidence and really um, reexamining your talents and your skills, yes. you can go into those interviews feeling more confident about what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. You'll, you know, I'm, you'll hear me say this. I've got, um, I've got a group coaching program starting up in a couple of weeks. Alrighty. And what I share with the ladies who are part of that is always, you know, um, clear is better than clever. So mm-hmm. when you take the time and just think like, okay, what is it that I'm good at? What is, or ask yourself the question, at work, what is a thing or things that people always consistently come to me for, right? Am I the mm-hmm. person who's always, you know, organizing something or planning something or um, if there's a report that needs to get done in a crunch or data that needs to get analyzed, am I that go-to person? Okay. You know, that's it. Don't make it more complicated than that. And then when I talk about what does it look like in motion, just exactly that. Okay. I'm all, you know, I analyze the complex data or I spearhead the tough projects or I am always um, doing more with less, you know, just Mm -hmm. simple language. Don't feel like you got to go in there reciting poetry and, you know, you talking go. like you need a thesaurus, like just yeah. make it plain. Make it plain. What do you do? And what does that look like at work? And then what are some of those results? Does that look like, um, you know, on time and on budget project delivery? Is it, um, you know, you're creating dashboards with data? Are you helping decision makers make business decisions based on, you know, your the recommendations or findings you're seeing from your data or the reporting you create? You know, just say it just like that. Um, because when you go into an interview, that's all the interviewer. I've been on that side of the table. That's all we're looking for is, what do you do, and how is that going to help me out here? <laughs> that's really that yeah. simple. Those Just two questions. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Point blank, blank, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. So. And kind of, kind of wrapping up our last two couple of questions. So, why do you think it is that women? Shy away from talking about the salary or negotiating their salary,
1: yeah. So, I always say, you know, um, some women, right? So, we won't paint with a crazy broad brush, and I have to be careful not to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm always speaking really from my experiences, right? So, I'm never trying to like offend anybody, especially like somebody's listening, like I do negotiate, it's like, yeah, girl, go for it, help somebody else do it, and help somebody else, right? There you go, help somebody else, sis, good, (laughs) but um. I think I've heard it put this way that in some instances um, men lead with confidence where, and we've seen this, right? You have a mm-hmm. new guy on the team doesn't know nothing about nothing and coming in with all the suggestions, speaking up in the meeting day one. And you're just like, wait, you just, you just got here. Like how you, okay. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And women, uh, and I'll speak again from our own experiences We sometimes want to lead with competence. And what I mean by that is we want to make sure that we know everything there is to know. We dot our I's, we cross our T's before Uh. we feel like we're ready to then ask for or take on the next big thing. And so that kind of, that kind of can spill into negotiations because it's like, well, I don't know everything there is to know about this job. I don't know everything there is to know about my industry. You know, I don't see myself as an expert. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, who who am I, you know, I'm using air quotes. So who am I to go in and demand the big bucks when I have a lot to learn, right? There are some things, oh, they said that I was going to be doing this. I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. So that disqualifies me from asking for, you know, that amount. And that's, that's a lie. Like, like, listen to me carefully. That's not true. You don't have to be an expert or know everything there is to know or walk into a brand new job and say like, okay, I've got some things to learn. That does not disqualify you from earning and asking for a fair salary, right? And that's mm-hmm. why I lean in so closely on market value. If you've been doing something for a number of years, you've got the experience, the education, the experience, the track record, um, ask. You deserve that. It. You don't have to be 100% proficient on every single core competency to be on the mid or high end of a salary. And no one is expecting that of you either. Mm-hmm. Um, employers expect that you're going to come in with a little bit of a learning curve. As long as you have the capacity to learn, which you do, you'll be mm-hmm. fine. So ask. Don't don't worry about, oh, I'm not 100% on everything. That's okay. Because your male counterparts are not 100% on everything. And they're yeah. asking for the salary, the title, the extra PTO days, the stock options, you know, the work from home days. And, 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 and a lot of times they know less than we do. We're the ones yeah. training them or teaching them. Yes. Um, and that's frustrating for us. So just know, I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. Um, you have a lot more leverage, you know, a lot more than you think you do. Um, and so you don't have to be a hundred percent on a hundred percent of everything to get yeah. the salary that really matches what you're going to be contributing.
0: Yeah. And so what if we do do the asking and, um, you know, for promotions and for job titles mm-hmm. and all that good stuff and we don't get it? What should our next step be?
1: Well, I think the, the the it's important to if you're in a job and they tell, you no, to ask to have a really candid, open discussion with the decision maker. Right. Learn okay. a little bit more. Like what are the factors that led to that decision? Is it budget? Is there a deficiency with me and my skills or the quality of my work, mm-hmm. you know, press them to be very specific about why it was a no and not in this sort of combative way, but just simply asking, I, I want to understand so that I can prepare for next time. Right. Yeah. Um, and listen and don't be um, offended if some of the things that come out of that conversation are constructive if they say, well, you know, Ashley, the quality of your work, you know, seven out of 10 times needs to be redone or mm-hmm. you, you, whatever, you know, or you're not as strong on this technology as we'd like you to be, or the person that's getting promoted needs to be. And that's okay, right? You can take yeah. that and say, okay, great. And now you they've just given you the answers to the test, right? You can go out yeah. now and fix that or work with the decision maker to say, okay, Maybe my communication isn't as great as it needs to be. How can we fix that? Will you partner with me um, to help me get better? so that? And then you ask, can we revisit this conversation in three months, six months, nine months? So if you're really at a place you like and you really feel like there is a path for you, or even asking the decision maker, is there a real path for me here? Be open to that constructive feedback. Take it, apply it. Um, And then stay in front of the decision maker to say, all right, hey, three months later, have you seen some improvements? You know, these are the things I've worked on. Um, And just keep that candid conversation open. Um, But if you get told no and nobody wants to nail down a real answer for you or no one's willing to revisit a conversation or, you know, say when, you know, you're essentially getting the runaround. Yeah. Yeah, it may be time to think about Taking your talents to South Beach, um, think- <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that again. If you get told no, you pout and you're like, you know, I'm I'm out. But yeah, it, you know, if the writing is on the wall, if you've been getting promised something or you're seeing people constantly um, being promoted over you, and nobody's really willing to partner with you, and I think that's a really um, important way to look at it is mm-hmm. saying, Hey, will you partner with me? I want to do my part. But will you tell me and redirect me when I need redirecting? I I will be coachable if you will coach me. Will you help me get there? If you've got a boss or, you know, upper level person who's not willing to help you do that, then, yeah, it it may be time for the next opportunity.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And sometimes that has to happen. Absolutely. Um, And it's a shame, but um, sometimes you do have to do that. And I know for me, I'll be completely honest. I have had the most upward mobility in terms of my career and my salary, um, at least like when, probably like in the middle, when I've changed jobs, Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily want to do it that way, but um, I, you know, I, I had a lot more to leverage and more negotiating room in a new salary than I did sometimes at an organization that I was with. So, you know, just keep that into consideration. Don't, don't feel like you're stuck or married to a job or a boss um, you know they ain't loyal so yeah. that's, okay. at least that's my mom. They replace like, you. They will you know if needed and and that's not a knock at an organization it's just that it is the game we're playing and yeah, so. it's true. Yeah it's just the truth so if, if you need to if you need to take those talents elsewhere you know be okay with doing that.
0: Yeah okay we're in our last question so okay. what Miss Ashley what is your mom hack?
1: Okay, mom hack for sure. I got two. Okay, uh, it <laughs> is grace, 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 grace. Oh grace. yeah, yeah. Give them um, yourself grace, girl. I give myself grace. I give others grace um, around me. That cashier who was taking too long. My husband who <laughs> is, uh not getting up to give milk in the middle of the night. You know, grace, yes. grace, grace. I give myself permission not to be perfect I give myself permission to be frustrated and to not love every single tantrum filled moment of motherhood um but just you know just constantly reminding like myself I'm doing the best I can he's doing the best he can uh this person is doing the best they can like just give them some grace it will be okay and so I'm not perfect with it you know but I really do feel like that's just relieved a lot of the tension and frustration that I think I felt early in the motherhood mm-hmm. just, grace just goes a long way um, and my second one is Kroger click list okay let me tell you I have okay. not been at a grocery store in like months and it's what? a game changer yes girl you order your groceries online through their app okay you tell them what time you're going to be there to pick it up you pop your trunk you don't even have to get out of the car
0: no, I top Pop your trunk then baby can
1: be in the car seat they um come they load it in they give you the receipt through the window and tell you to have a great day it's like wow I, walmart has it too i don't know what they call I was, it i
0: was just about to say it's like the walmart grocery pickup or something like that yes yeah.
1: exactly i
0: love it so that and is I, a bomb hack so instead of spending yeah. an hour or two oh. around the grocery
1: store Girl, we'll spend an hour in Kroger. Take your not little twenty I. minutes, pick your items. <laughs> yes, you can send the husband. I don't, you know, I don't know what kind of mates you guys have, but like, <laughs> my husband is not one that can be turned loose in the grocery store. So oh, Lord. I can tell yeah. him go park and pick it up and come home and yeah it's it's a big time saver um it's a budget hack because i was just about to say that
0: it, it probably helps on your budget too because you can yes. see as you're picking stuff out how much it's gonna cost you
1: exactly um the coupons are even digital within the oh. cover app oh. listen i am I'm not a Kroger. Like, this is not an ad or whatever. I'm not, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not affiliated with Kroger. In any way. However, no. <laughs> However, it has really been a big, uh, made a big difference for us. It allows me, you know, if I'm at my desk and I'm like, oh, we need ketchup. You know, I can just on the app, add it to the cart. And then mm-hmm. whenever I'm ready, you just hit submit and, and it goes. So that is cool. it's a big time saver. Yeah. And I think like I said, Walmart does it too. And I think Tom Thumb, a few other oh. places does it. So if you've not tried it, I I recommend it.
0: Okay. Right. Well, cool. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that, especially for the budget part. Because sometimes I can be that yes. one where I go into there and I'm like, and you know, I, I didn't fully eat before I went to the grocery. Exactly.
1: Store. <laughs> it's like, oh, these this these are the new chips. Okay. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you like hmm.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> 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 Well, I
0: appreciate um, you so much for coming onto um, our Four Moms podcast. Oh, and tell everybody where they can reach you at.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So you guys can check me out on the gram. You can come stalk me. Um, so I'm at Ashley in Cash. So come check me out. And my website's under construction right now. It's a hot mess. So um, that'll be up soon. But definitely check me out on the gram and you get all the tips and tricks and all that. You even see baby girl from time to time. All right. (laughs) Well, Well, thank
0: you so much, girl. And we will talk to you later. And I hope that you have an awesome rest of your day.
1: Same to you. All right. Y'all take care. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast. We just want to tell everyone thank you for subscribing, for leaving a review from our families, our supporters, and our friends. Um, everything that you do helps us to make this community, this business even more possible. Like I said before, go ahead and subscribe and leave us a rating so that we can reach more moms more women out there to encourage them to go after their dreams and to keep pressing thank y'all again just for everything and can't wait to talk to you soon